Blog Talk Radio. All right, everybody, we are live. Yes, we are on the Rest of Live Presents Tuesdays with Michael Sauter. So happy, good, and gracious Tuesday, everyone. And as you know, those who are on social media, we have been talking about a new segment that we're doing on Tuesdays with Michael Farmer. Sometimes, not every Tuesday, but um, this Tuesday, certainly last Tuesday, but we are instituting our open conversation. That means callers and listeners, you get to choose our topic, what we will discuss today, uh, whatever is concerning you, if you have any questions or want clarity or clarification. We are here to do our best to help you, especially Michael Farmer, um, you can direct those questions mostly to him. I'm here to host the show and just make sure everything stays on track and that um, we have a great time. Phone lines are available, 347-539-5772, 347-539-5772. Everybody welcome in. Michael Farmer, yay! Yay! <laughs> How's it going, And Block Talk Radio, that's my favorite part of the whole show coming on. <laughs> I know you always have to repeat it. They should hire you to do that for everybody because you you get so much enjoyment out of saying "walk talk radio." <laughs> I've always if I, if I had any if I had any dialect, it would, it would definitely be the English, what they call King's English, British, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Australian. They're all just I just find it so fascinating. So you're but fascinated with the British accent and the English accent. Yeah, but, but right cool. now we're just gonna stick with plain old Southern Memphis dialect <laughs> with a with a with a touch of ebonics here and there. <laughs> <laughs> that is great, yeah, because we can always throw that in depending on you know what mood we we are in and where we are. So we decided it's because so many things are going on that we wouldn't be so structured today. There. Um, people are going through some things. We're experiencing some growth um, in our personal and professional lives. So, And we know with growth, there's sometimes a little discomfort, and it causes us to get out of our comfort zone, sometimes willingly, and sometimes we are just um, drafted <laughs> out of our comfort zone. So are you experiencing any of that this week as well, Michael? Oh, yes, always. Once I, uh, once I tap back into the the growth principle, which basically starts with the equation, you know, attention plus in, attention plus intention equals tension, or T E N S I O N. So, in order for something to grow, you it had you have to put tension on it. So, I asked for it, and I'm definitely getting it. So, <laughs> so I'm 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 enjoying the ride, but. As I said last week, you know, it's just the the joy that is before me knowing what's going to happen once you go through this phase, you know, what it's going to look like. You know, as they say, you know, in in the world, no pain, no gain. So we we have to experience pain in order to experience growth. And I know know a lot of people don't like like that reality, but it it is true. In order for (laughs) something to grow, you have to put pressure on it. You have to give it some stress. You have to change, and that's what we're going to be talking about a little bit today, just talking about uh, this thing I got, not that I have, but what I'm experiencing now is called shift. I've experienced actually a shift in, in pretty much in my entire life, uh, and it all basically starts with 
your mentality. So once I once you cross over in your mind, everything virtually has to follow. So that that's what we're going to talk about a little bit today. And also, what I personally want to talk about is, you know, what 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 is church? You know, I'm quite sure if we ask a thousand people, we get a thousand different answers. But what, uh-huh. what what is church? And some I, I just want to talk about what is church to me and. And, you know, okay, I'm so that's your topic you know. for for now, and it will change, I'm sure, before 12 noon strikes. So let's let's <laughs> talk about it. Um, what, how do you define church? Because, like you said, if, if you ask a thousand people, you're going to get probably a, a thousand and ten. Because some people will have more than one definition of what they believe church is for them. So how do how, let's start that conversation? Well, I always uh, church to me is what that goes all the way back to, you know, the, the author, you know, of the of the of the term or the the organism that was left here in the earth when when Jesus left the earth. That's I like to go back to the beginning. I'm a firm believer in the doctrine of original intent. So I always go back to what what was something meant you originally, even when I tap into someone's concepts or their or their vision, and they passed on. I always like to go back and read what was the person's vision for this thing when they started, and you can kind of get you know some insight into their mind, and you can get the. I think you can maximize a vision once you know exactly what that vision truly means. So I, I, I'm tapping into the vision for what the church means when Jesus said, especially when he uh, told Peter. You know, you know, upon this rock, you know, I'm going to be of my church. Of course, that, that rock at the time that he was talking about was that, that that rock of truth and revelation that he that he tapped into. That Jesus was the Christ, and based on that, he said he was going to build his church, even to the point where he changed his uh, his name from uh, Simon to Peter, which means rock. Mm. So. So that's what the church is to me. It's an organism that living, breathing, life, spiritual organism that that uh, that God left in the earth, and it was purchased uh, with the blood of His Son, and it was built on the fact that He is the Christ, that He is the Messiah, He is that uh, that coming King that that the world was anticipating that would come and 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 deliver, you know, the Jews from captivity and all their suffering at that time. So that's that's what I believe. And even in Romans chapter two it talks about, you know, today that, you know, a, a Jew is one who's one inwardly, not just outwardly with all the so I so those are the basis for my definition of the church and that's where I focus on, you know, the, the buildings that we go to every day are just places of assembly and And I try to intentionally think of the church as people, as you know, different talents and abilities that he's pieced together to to be this force to be reckoned with, you know, in the world. You know, the salt and the light of the earth that he that he talks about. You know, people coming to us for answers and not just being just you know, always the brunt of you know mockery and ridicule, but actually. Uh, Showing, showing the world how you should live. That's that's what I believe the church is. Because you ever thought about how amazing it is when we when we get together 
on Sundays or Saturdays or Wednesdays or whenever you go to church. And how far when you're in that environment with everybody thinking, you know, the same thing and expecting the same thing and you got your topic going on there and it seems like when you sit in there that you can conquer the world. You have a, I'm quite sure you've experienced that. While you're in that environment, yeah. you feel like, wow, I can I can just take off and fly right now. <laughs> and then when you it's over when the benediction is given and you get out on the parking lot, you just like, wow, what is <laughs> What happened, what happened yeah, to what team? happened to that good energy, that motivation? Yeah. So, 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 so that type of energy is what Jesus was expecting that we would always experience.
I think that okay. you know, I think the system that we have now is, it, I mean, it's viable. I mean, it 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 has its advantages and it has its disadvantages, but it's a it's a it's a system that has proven results. But to uh, just stay at home and to watch it on television, to never get out among other people of like precious faith, and just hook up and enjoy that fellowship because he expects us to fellowship. There's a power that comes with that called koinonia. That's 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 the Greek word for it, and it's not just the actual assembly, just the the result of our assembly together. It's it's what we should experience. Mm. As you say, you know, sitting there and experiencing that sense of unity and oh, it's nothing like it. I can, I can every Sunday I experience it. You know, it's wow, man, it's. Like we can go out and conquer the world and we saying yes and amen and bad doc and we standing up and running and shouting and waving handkerchiefs. <laughs> and all kinds of stuff and, and you know, and saying amen which literally means so be it unto me. That's what amen means. I mean it's a it's a word that is in the affirmative that wow, that's yes, amen. That's so be that unto me. And you go out and you do that. That's what a man means. Okay. So what about uh, what what is honored? Or I know you can't speak for God, but you know so much about what's in the Bible. I get this question. So do you go to church out of obligation, or or if you're just going because you feel obligated to go, or do you go to church because you feel like you want to be there? And um, which of those? Do you think is more honorable? You know, in the in in in, in the true sense of the word, the church comes from a, a Greek word which means ecclesia, which you know it's broken down to two words, you no know, ek and ecclesia, which means a calling out. So he he has called a church is an organism that he has called out called out of what? First of all, he's called us out of the world into his kingdom. That's 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 what we are. That's what we're called out for. And then he said, we've we've been called out of darkness into light. We've been called out of unrighteousness into righteousness. We've been called out of bondage into salvation. So if when you when you think about the the true essence of what the word actually means, I mean it's a it's it's something that you should want to do. You know, it's almost like I tell people all the time, you know, at some point things should tra- shift from being a law to a principle for you. Just like tithing. When I started tithing years ago, back in 89, uh, it was it was a law to me. I knew it was something that I had to do. I felt like I had to do until it became a principle. It's, it's like second nature now to me. It's something that... It's an integral part of my Christian walk is, you know, the giving, you know, and the giving of the tithes and the offering. So at some point, you know, it, if it starts out as a law for you, then it should eventually become a principle or you, you're walking under his grace. As they say, we, that shift from law to grace should always be there. And, and sometimes we, we need to be under law to get us to the position where we really need to be. Like a child, it talks about in the Bible how the uh, – it relates a lot to a child being under tutors and and uh, 
and schoolmasters until he's to the point, even though he's a son and heir of all, he can't he can't walk in his full kingship until he's grown up and and able to handle those things. So in the meantime he's actually under the law of people who are there to teach him and to show him how how those things are done. So I I think personally I I think it should be something that you desire. I would never just go out of church just to be going. It would I would think I'm 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 not a very rudimentary person when it comes to doing things just to be doing them. That's it to me that is there's no joy in doing that. I always want to know why I'm doing stuff. I'm I'm inquisitive mm-hmm. like that. You know I I want to know why I'm doing stuff. You know, if you tell me yeah. something, okay, now now tell me what that means. You know, tell me how that works. Tell me why we're doing this. So, you know, that's why I was saying on the onset of this topic that, you know, if you had a thousand people these day at time, you'll get a thousand answers. Well, you really shouldn't be getting a thousand answers. You, sh- you, should get, you should go back to the source of where this thing began, and that's where that's what the answer should be. So that's why then yeah. that's why I gave that example. I'm I'm going back to the to the beginning of what what the church was and what was intended for and who who instituted the church. So that's that's how marching order I feel in this in this day and time and that's and that's gonna, you know, at some point in this topic gonna you know, kinda of segue over into, you know, talking about the shift that we need to make. Uh, in the in the body of Christ, and it's something that I heard about two years ago, and I'm gonna talk about it. But I want to ask you, what is church to you, Loretta? <laughs> what is well, your concept I, of church? My concept is, you know, because I I don't know anything other than going to church. As far as I went, because that's what we did on Sundays. That's what my parents said. We're going to go to church every Sunday, every Tuesday for choir rehearsal, Wednesday for this, and whenever the church is church doors were open, we were there. So it became part of my DNA. And now as I became, I went all the way up until I was 27, I believe, is when I started, you know, things started happening on Sundays. And I said, well, you know, we're not going to go today. We're not going to go today. And then before I knew it, it was like months since I had gone to church. And now it didn't affect well, I don't think it affected, for me it didn't affect my relationship with God because I, I knew I loved him, I knew I wanted to please him, I knew I wasn't going to, you know, purposely do anything that displeased him, but I was away, I was away. And then I started going back. So for me, I go because I, I need I need to be around people sometimes that believe how I believe, and I need to, it's like going to the service station. When you're out of gas or you're running low, you go refill. So for me, it's a place of refilling. And the older I get and the more I get to studying myself, the reason I used to go, I guess, was because, you know, that's just what we did, almost like an obligation, something you do on Sundays, you don't do anything else, you go to church. But now when I go, it's strictly because I really do need refilling. I really need to hear a different side. I really need a word. And it, and it's always very personal and very intimate for me now when I go. It's not about being able to say, hey, I went to church, or, you know, to be seen at church or to feel good because I went to church. It is strictly, strictly an intimate place that I can be and really experience them in a way that I can't sitting home doing my own reading and studying. So it's, it's, it really is my anchor. 
it is it is my anchor. Well, we want to encourage all the listeners now to call in and let us know as well. You know, what is your concept of church? And, you know, what does it mean to you? Because at some point, you know, we have to, you know, the the concept of the church was, you know, that there were certain things that we unified around and that was, that, you know, and, and Paul was very instrumental in, you know, as an instrument and used by God, you know, not not taught us, you know, Jesus or any of the other apostles, but pretty much taught us the Holy Spirit. And he's responsible for us reading those two thirds of the the New Testament. So when I I like to go back to, I'd like to look at his example, you know, for his fervor and his his selling out, you know, to the gospel and, you know, and being audacious enough to say, you know, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ or is the power of God to, you know, all those who believe, you know, to the Jew first and also to the Greek or or, or to the Gentile. So I I like to kind of piggyback on his his faith and his fervor because he, he was a he he was a member of the well he still is a member of the body of Christ. So I I try to tap into that same energy that he had, you know, and just finding that feel of precious price as the um as the uh, Jesus gave the parable and uh, the guy knew it was something good in that field and he went and sold all and went back and he purchased that field. That's that's the that is the church to Michael Farmer and that's and that's how I govern myself, you know, based mm-hmm. on that concept of, of what the church is. So that's why, you know, I've I've been in the same same church now for, you know, twenty years and you know, being taught and still consider myself a part of that of that local congregation. But I'm I'm even more aware of and, and more intent as we were talking about earlier about that change is now kicking in that intention and that attention to the universal church, you know, of, of which I've, I've been called as a minister. I firmly believe I've been called as a, as a minister uh, to the body of Christ. So that that's where the shift is now taking place, is thinking about and having all of my energy and my thoughts going towards that that universal church where, you know, everybody has a part to play. You know, there are no insignificant parts in this body. You know, no big eyes, no little use, no <laughs> no mega churches. It's, we are one body. We, we're just here. You know, no storefronts. No, we're, we're, we're one body. So, so that has been the shift in my thinking in the past few weeks. You know, it should have been uh-huh. there, but it, it, it just switched on one day that and uh and while we own at this point, two years ago I was I was invited to be a, a guest speaker at a conference and it was held down at at the uh uh at the hotel uh, downtown. You you went to it. But I was but uh Daphne Rankin she she uh started it was called the Beautiful Feet Con- conference and I was one of the uh the featured speakers for that event. And and during this this conference, she was talking about this thing called shift. You know, it, you know, there's a there's a shift in this. You know, God is saying there's a shift that's, that's coming. And I, quite frankly, I I just couldn't get it. I mean, I, I definitely I hear you. I I believe you hear from God, but it, I don't see it. 
<laughs> I don't. <laughs> but 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 because she tells us to get up and move, I I got up and I moved. I shifted, you know, you know, you no know, shifts your seat. You no, know, you sitting there, you had moved to somewhere else. You know, just so that you're in agreement with this thing. So I did. And then we had the the Watchman encounter, which was a month ago. And she was still on this shift tangent. I said, man, she just <laughs> something. She is if she's still on it two years later is you know, is you know, she she's she's sensing this thing. God's really dealing with her about this this shift. Well of course during that during that I had just went through uh wow, I mean uh, I thought it was just uh, a storm in my life. Had happened, you know, the day the day I was going to this conference, I I got some really bad. I thought it was really bad news, and I remember sitting at that in that in that conference or that Watchman encounter and saying, "Well, Lord, if 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 this is going to be any time that you're going to give me a word today during this conference, it's going to have to be it." I mean, and I was and I was sincere. That was that was my heart's cry. And I'll never forget there were there were two very uh, what I consider, you know, credible prophets that were there and, and both of them decided to call me up and give me a word. I said, Okay, well Lord, you must be. You heard my cry. <laughs> <laughs> well 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 needful to say during all the course of the event I I found myself laid out in the floor and couldn't move. I'm just, I, I mean, just down, I mean it's like I was down there was strapped to the floor. So I just assumed that well, since I can't get up, you, Lord, you got to be doing something in me. You got to uh-huh. be. There's no other explanation for me being out here and can't move. So I just fight it. I just lay there. <laughs> I just lay there. I was, I'm hearing everything on, but I'm just, I'm just literally there. And I finally got up, and of course, it seemed like I had been locked out. I just was in a daze. I was just in a fog when I, when I got up. And then a week after that, this, this shift happened. That shift in how I viewed things, and my first shift was realizing. And I think I put it out on Facebook that day was realizing that God, you are my source. Everything else is just a resource. Uh. And it's and it like that's when everything it. I got it. I understand what this shift to me is. I don't know what it's still, you know, meant to her during that time. But for me, it was shifting all the weight of my responsibilities off of me, off of all of my customers and everything else, and shifting that weight onto him, who is truly the source. And I found mm. rest there. And, and I found rest there. And, not, and realizing that, Lord, no, no matter what happens, I'm looking to you as my source. If I lose everything, I still believe you are my source. I believe you called me to do this. You know, I, I sacrificed and I uh, walked away and I forsook the things you told me to forsake, to obey you. And and all of this was coming up. So I said, Lord, I'm here. You know, if it goes under, it goes under. If it survives, it survives. But at the end of the day, you are my source. So so that's where my shift began. And that's where I made the switch over into really becoming even more consumed, you know, with the body of Christ and me doing my part 
in it and realizing that if I was the only person in the body of Christ, Lord, I know you would come back for me. Because I'm, 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 I'm going to be without blame. I'm going to be without spot. I'm going to be without wrinkle. So, so mm. that's where the shift in, in my thinking came. I was already practicing, though. I was kind of skirting around the shore with it, but I took the plunge finally. I fell back. You see the people, they fall back, and the people catch them. That's what I, I pretty much fell back and said, well, Lord, I know you're going to catch me. Now, that's just faith at its best. When we just totally don't even worry about, you know, when we step out, whether we just are assured that when we step out, he's going to catch us. We'll never fall. Yes. yes. Oh, wow. That That's and, and you know that the, you were able to and, do and, that. And, and, and you know the amazing thing about that? He is saying, that's where I want all of my children to be. Is it not just you? I'm, I'm not doing this because you're, you know, I'm, he's you no know, respected persons. This is where he wants everybody. He, he wants you to sell out and, you know, to stop making the, uh, stop making the excuses and stop living so beneath our means. You know, we are we are children of the Most High God, and we need to start acting like it and living like it. And also, now, see, and, that will preach right there. I love that. Yeah. I love when we can remind ourselves and really fully believe that. I mean, we'll see it on the surface. I mean, I hear people say it all the time, and these are believers. And they're saying, you know, Lord, I believe you. I know that I'm a king child, and they quote all these promises. But then they live their life totally in fear of not having enough, I'm going to hang on to this job even though I hate it and I know I'm supposed to be doing something. And I'm not saying quit your job, but at least start that other something that you're saying. And I just really want people to get that and live it. Don't just talk it. Because I hear people who can quote that so eloquently and, I mean, they can be in a meeting or at church and they'll get up there and they'll just, you know, you're like sold on what they're saying. But then when you look at their life, it doesn't add up to what you said you believe. So how do people go from knowing what's in the Bible, knowing the promises of God, quoting the promises of God, to living like where you are? I, I'm totally sold out. I will fall backwards because I know he's going to catch me. He is my source. Jobs are my resource. Anything else is just a resource connected to my source. So let me go ahead and do what I know I'm called to do, I'm gifted to do, I'm equipped to do. Well, you know something you you have to you have to have that what I used to always call you have to have that encounter you have to at some point encounter God you have to have that that head on collision mm. with Him and you know and not just having a book knowledge not just having you know a uh, you know what we call a professional education in in you know through theological seminary or being taught at some point you're going to have to experience. God, you're gonna to have to experience this this person of the Holy Spirit for for who He really is, and 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 I've encountered Him before, but I I'm I'm at that point of that reckless abandon. Now I've I've always thought about it. I've always heard people talk about it and testify about it, 
but it's nothing like being there where you say, okay, I'm 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 there at that point where, where you know, Lord, I am yours. I am that vessel, and I have determined that I'm going to be a vessel of honor and sanctification. I I, I want to be that golden vessel that that sits there that's polished and shiny, and he can look to it and say, come on, let's, let's you know, you know, we set aside stuff for the we set aside the good china when when dignitaries come over. <laughs> I was just, that's what I I want to be available and use, you know, and use as a person that's standing before dignitaries, and, and that's what he means by when he said your 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 gift is gonna is gonna uh, make room for you, and you're gonna stand before great men. You're not gonna stand before mean or obscure men. That's what that that verse really means. So so I'm I'm poised. I'm ready to to stand before. These people who can, who 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 are in charge of some worldly systems that I can tap into, because the wealth of the wicked has been laid up for the just. But you have to be in a position to go in there and conquer that, and not just conquer it, but be more than a conqueror and do it God's way. Because God is the one that's going to do the conquering. We just going to walk out with stuff. Yeah. Remember the story oh, where remember the story, remember the stories in the Bible where God would go in and He would fight those battles for them. They went, they had a little sword. They they walk into the camp and they take off because they they hear hear a stampede coming and leave all their stuff and and they walked and they walked off which is taking a whole week just to gather up all all the pillage that was left. That, that's <laughs> what God wants is to say, you know, we we've been we've been killed. Because you got to think, the Jews were considered the, the smallest kingdom that were out there then. Really didn't have an actual physical place. They were vagabonds, so to say. That's where they saw them. You know, and here they are marching into these into these territories. Talking about they're going to take over them. Hey, y'all going to take them. Y'all don't even have a king. <laughs> you, don't, you all don't have a you, you have a castle. You guys, you guys are marching around with a with a with a with a with a portable temple. In a tent, <laughs> and, and then you got all that. It's like you gonna come against us with one God, because okay, back then they were. They we were, do have a caller, Michael. I'm gonna. Um, okay. We can finish um, our dialogue, but let's go ahead and go to the phone lines and see what the caller wants to add. And we're going to air code nine zero one. Seven five four. I believe it's um, it's Y. That was, I hope so. Hold yeah, on. That's, that, that number sounds familiar. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hi, Y. Welcome into Loretta McNary Live presents Jesus with Michael Farmer. We're so glad that you're calling in. Good morning. How are you all today? Well, we're great. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. I uh, I love Tuesdays, and I have an opportunity. I call it my uh, indoor day uh, wow. because. Uh, God just gives me that opportunity to just listen and learn, and that's that's what I'm about. And I was, as a matter of fact, I was on Facebook, Lorella, just uh, answering uh, the question when you you said what what is church, and my my statement to that is why why does church is the question for me in this. And Michael uh, used a very good word. I, I don't know, should I be saying? Pastor Michael or Reverend Michael, how he prefers for us to um, to address him. But I was uh, when he used the word shift. I am most certainly in that uh, in that shift situation. 
and I talked about the fact that God has just given me for the month of May, and he does that to me. He just has me. Uh, May is my birth month, so May is one of <laughs> one of those times when I really just begin to listen to what he's saying. So what he has given me for May is uh, action, and that's active call to invite others now. And I think that's what church is. I've uh, been, this month, I've actually been teaching a class on the five wishes uh, in, in my ministering to the acute and terminally ill class. And so action has just come forth. I mean, I, it, I even came, it came forth for me in the pulpit. So when I listen to what Michael is saying in that shift, uh, that's what I, that's where I am now. I'm in an action shift. And, uh, so church to me, I, I tell people all the time that, my mom used to tell me, my mom and her sisters were gospel singers here in Memphis and in Arkansas, but she said to me that the first time I entered church was uh, when I was six weeks old. And she, and so it's very strong in my, in my DNA and my personality. So every time, and most of the time, I, the church that I'm in now is Mount Vernon, and I've been there for uh, the first Sunday in June will be 33 years. So, wow, that's a long time. so I hear what Michael says that so so many times you uh you you can stay in the same church, but God will put you at a different. I call it being in a different pew, because I've been in the pew at the back of back door where you know you come in late and go out early. But God has, in in that time, He has given me an opportunity to move around in the church and to do different things. But He always makes sure that I uh, realize that He His grace. You know, his grace is what is the reason that I, I move around. And so uh, to just to add my little two cents worth that you'll ask for a penny back uh, is that church to me is not so much where I am, but why I'm there. So I'm yes. going to continue to listen to you all and just continue to learn and, and listen and learn. <laughs> well, well, we certainly appreciate you coming in. Now, I, I want to ask you a question. So, so when did your, I mean, when is, is there a point where you can you can actually identify when that shift occurred? As you say, from you said where the shift was that way included action. So, was there a shift? Can you identify when that shift from I guess from inaction to action occurred? Well, you know, you we we find ourselves making excuses, and I was a nurse for 43 years, so I I think that the first time that uh, I may start making excuses, my was that I work on Sunday, and so I didn't okay. go. I would sit at home, or I would listen to the radio, or. Uh, I said, well, you know, you, you, you work on Sunday, so when you're at home, when you're off on Sunday, just stay at home. And so that first shift came, well, I, I started following my daughter who at that time uh, sung in the gospel family. So I started following her to church to listen to music. And okay. so, so that, she, you know, that was the first piece that got me there was that listening, following her, listening to music. And I love music because 
I've been around music, uh, and gospel music is most certainly, I love that. But so that shift came. So then someone said to me, well, once I joined the church, well, you know, you, you automatically become a part of what we call our fellowship month. And so I started working in there. And then they said, well, why don't you get started in the missionary? So you see that shift comes when you – when you, I, I think the word that you use is when we come together to fellowship. So in every group, you actually began to uh, focus differently for for the group. So I joined the missionaries yes. and I stayed in the, you know, stayed in the missionaries. I love to work in the missionaries. And so then uh, in 1994. The pastor just asked me, well, why don't, you know, I know you speak, you go all over the country speaking as a nurse, well, why don't you speak in the church? And so I began to speak in the church, and from that came the point that I I realized that God did have a a ministry that he wanted me to uh, meet. And so that's when the action came. So I I was uh, licensed in 97, uh, ordained in 2000. And from that point on, like I said, it, you can't, I can't put you a specific time. I just know that the shift comes for the work that he has for me to do. Yes. And, that's, and, and, and that's good, and that's exactly, no, it, it's good that the shift is action. Um, and, and, and I see that it was, it was progressive for you. you. You was going from one, one, from one, uh, I, I just say, instead of that, it's not event, you're from going from one, Function to the next function until you got to the place where you said, "Okay, no, this is where I should be." But, but, but you were doing something. And yeah, I, and you changed. I think you changed based on where you are. I, I retired um, two years ago, and so then I really got busy and started working from a standpoint of. Uh, uh, even less, I think that's when I met Loretta that I started. Uh, I was retired and I started listening to the radio, and I and, I, and so I could sit here and listen to the radio, listen to the blog talk, and uh, and that's one of the things that I enjoyed doing. So from that point, I continued to move. I you know I've I've uh, I've written one book that was built, was based on Greece. Uh, and I call it the grace for the grief. So from that book, I'm now working on my second book, and my, this book is actually a memoir for the for the last three years of my uh, of living because it's called 65 after 65, uh, ex- and that's events, experiences, uh, environment, and expectation of miracles. And I'm just taking those points that when God get, puts me in a place, or He puts me in an uh, event, or He puts me in a, a, a miracle situation, then I write that down because I'm a journal. I love to journal. So I'm able okay. to just pull those things together. And uh, even last week when uh, I, I came on on the show and you, you talked about the Office of Prophecy, well, that just sent me off on, <laughs> on a tangent because, okay, I'm going to read everything I can on the office of uh, prophecy as a, a, a versus the gift of prophecy. So this week has been, that's where I've been this week. So, okay, so I'm going to come this week and listen to you all as you talk, and then so your your focus is on church and the shift. So I don't want to take in um, so much of the time. I just want you all to know that I am listening, I am learning. Oh, well, we certainly appreciate you calling in, and we and we we love the comments. That was is right in line with what we're talking about. 
All right, then. You all have a wonderful day for the rest of the day, and I'll listen. Okay, you too. All right. <laughs> Thank you so much, Juan. And the phone lines are available. If anyone else wants to call in, I um, will gladly take your calls. And if you just want to listen, then that's fine, too. I do understand the privacy thing, and you're just listening, so don't don't click on your phone number. But we appreciate all the callers. So if you want to go into our queue to talk with the host or with our guests, just press the number one, and you will be put in the queue to uh, make your comment or ask your question. So, Michael, some really good things were said. Why add so much value to our com- our conversation when she calls oh, in? Yes, so I'm was. always it very was, grateful for that. It was, it was, it was yeah. very you know, appropriate for what you know, we're, we're discussing. And then she has some good personal examples, and that's what I like, uh, having that personal example. And and as I said, uh, you know, you know, it is my desire to that 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 everyone become disciples of Christ. You know, it, it, it's not a denomination. It's disciples of Christ is is uh, is really a commandment. It's it's really a marching order that that we become His disciples and and then we go out and we duplicate ourselves once we once we become that disciplined student of His. And as I said before, you know, you asked a part about you asked the question. I'm and I'm answering it with saying, well, you know, people have to have that encounter. You know, have to just have that, have to have that run in <laughs> with with God, <laughs> or you, you, for you, for you know, you experience him, and you know it would never change your life. Almost like that Damascus Road experience that Paul had, and um, the situation Jacob wrestling with the, say he wrestled with the angel, and you know, and he touched his his heel. Join and knock it out of out of Jordan. Well, of course, he had been limp for the rest of his life, but but he encountered God because mm-hmm. at the time he wrestled with him, he was he was afraid for his life. He thought his brother was going to try to kill him. When when the, and when he ran to his brother, his brother his, his brother Esau was actually a blessing to him. Was actually happy to see him. So uh, so you 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 never know what God has in store for you until you have that. As Jacob did, he had that reckless abandon. Lord, look, if, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. You know, I'm, I'm in your hand. You you said I was coming back to this land. And if 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 I die, then I know that promise is not going to come to pass, you know, to inherit the land that you that, that you promised to us. And he did. He came back and he inherited the land. Uh, and his brother was actually glad to see him, but it was a, it's something that weighed heavily on him to the point where he wanted to go off to himself and really seek God in it. And sometimes you may have to do that. And you know, it, it, he, he don't mind you coming him coming to him out of fear. He's gonna see to it that you're gonna leave in faith. Definitely, you will not leave his presence the same as you came into it. No. And that's sometimes, you know, when you ask about this about church, sometimes I go just for that. Because I I I gotta have a word. I need an encounter, and <laughs> I'm not coming like again. Like I say, I don't go because I can stay. I went to church, or so somebody can see me at church. When I go, it's so personal. Like you said, it was personal to you. You feel like you're the only one there because you were you were not there to showcase or to be seen. It it gets very personal to me sometimes. Even when I go to a meeting of 
you know, like-minded people, whether it's a conference or somebody invited me because they're speaking. My thing is, it's personal when I go. I'm not going just to say I went. I want to feel something. I want to hear something that, again, using the word of the day, shifts, that shifts my thinking from when where it was when I first walked in. And like uh, well, you said, and like said, when you have that kind of shift, it produces an action. It ha- there has to be something that happens from having experienced that, whatever it looks yeah. like for you. And you gave several examples of what it looks like for other people in the Bible. So um, I just want to encourage people that when you have a shift in thinking or in your life or in your business, it should produce some kind of action because that's like a wisdom download too. There's so many things that you can um, – point to from that occurrence or that that experience that really empowers you and enlightens you, it covers you, it makes you feel really good and encouraged. So um, I like that you brought the topic of church up today. Cause we, and there are so many other questions and other ways we can go, but for sake of the conversation, what I got when we were talking church, what about, um, oh, I almost lost my train of thought. <laughs> what do you think is really the responsibility of church to take on some of our ills and our, sh- our social ills and be, or be blamed for it? Because a lot of people say, well, we're we're we have all these churches in Memphis, Tennessee, like almost three thousand, and we still have the highest crime rate. We still have a high rate of infant mortality. We still have homeless people. What is the church doing? What do you say when people say that? Well, I mean, there's it, there's no way we can cover that in <laughs> because it is, <laughs> no. it is you know we you know we'll the, do a carryover you know, the, you know the church is the, the church is just that the, the church is the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. You you have people who don't want to do any don't want to have anything to do with the church until something bad happens until they're hungry to their destitute to their anger to their fed up and 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 that's where we need you but 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 that's that shouldn't just be the only marching order for when people should have an outcry you know that the church needs to be present the church needs to be present in in all of the world's affairs because as i said we we are the salt of the earth we we are that preservative factor in there in the in the earth and we are the light I mean that, that 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 we should stand out and above everything else when 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 that darkness or those dark times hit, but but we shouldn't just be used to just milk the church because because the church can only give you what it has. You know, if you got the world pulling on the church, you know, to get certain things, then the world eventually should become the church, and not just. We feed them and send you back out because all you're doing is throwing money at a problem that would never change, and money never changed the problem. Money is a tool used to, you know, to effectuate change, but the change, but a change always begins within. You have to change how they're thinking. That's why Jesus told us that we should be making disciples out of all nations by doing what, teaching them to observe the things that he's taught us and, and, and that's our marching order at the church and and if if you don't want to hear the teaching, because teaching is what makes a true disciple, then you know, you can't you can't cast your pearls before swine as 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 uh, as Jesus said. You can't take the most valuable thing that God has given you and just toss it out there just to be trampled on the foot. 
So God is expecting, you know, those who call upon the church to get things done. We, we God expects those people to now, okay, now, okay, now you now become a part of the church then. Since you see, you know, that we have the true answers, why not Why not join us? Why not join in this fight with us? Yeah. Because it's almost like I Jesus like turned, you know. So you got to think Jesus, well, I'm, I'm going to use that now, and I always go back to the Bible. Jesus had thousands of people following him. And one day he just turned and said, okay, you guys have been just following me because of I've been feeding you and I've been performing miracles. He said, now it's time for you to make a commitment. It's time for you to now yoke up with me and 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 to become a covenant partner with me. I want you to eat my flesh and I want you to drink my blood. And they knew exactly what he was talking about because those, those and mm-hmm. some nations practice that as a sign of being in covenant with them. And all of those thousands turned and walked away because they said that the saying was too hard for them. And only was left standing there with the twelve, and he even turned and asked them, you all going to leave too? Mm-hmm. And they emphatically said, no, you know, where, no, where else are we going to go? You have the words of eternal life, and, and that's what they were seeking for at that time. So at some point, you if, if, if you can't embrace the church's message, then you shouldn't be looking to, to embrace their pocketbook. <laughs> I like how you said that. That is, that is that's great advice. And if you look at it that way, I think it won't turn you from the church. It will help you understand that yes, the church can help, and yes, there's some responsibility there. But we want to take the holistic approach. We want to be more than just. Um, you know, you come to us, just like a parent, if your child just came to you when they needed something, you, you kind of feel like yeah. that's a one-sided relationship and you'll feel bad. Oh, yeah. So I guess if people start looking at it like that, it'll make more sense to them. No, you know, you only come to like me say, when you're in trouble. Yes, and one thing I like to say, Loretta, is that you can't put a Band-Aid over a bullet wound. You know, Ooh. you have to go in there. You know, you have to go in there and uh, you have to look at the damage that bullet has done. And then if it's possible, you need to extract that, you know, extract that slug out of it. And then, you know, you got to administer healing, appropriate healing, you know, to that to that wound. So that wound can heal properly so it won't get infected. Instead of going in and putting a Band-Aid over it and it's okay, now let's, Let's go on as if nothing has happened. No, you no, you're you, you may have a you may have a life ending injury here if it's not dealt with properly. So let's 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 do the appropriate thing and let's let's see what damage this thing has caused. Let's let's go in and deal with the root of the problem. Not, not yeah, and then you said something else and so that it won't happen again next week or next month. You'll you'll exactly. be able to stand. <laughs> And and you know yeah. as they say you know if you if you if you uh, if you if you, if you give them a fish you feed them for a day but if you teach them to fish you you fed them for a lifetime and you may have also created an industry for them so it's you know it's you know it's 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 not as simple as as most people would have it you know you know where is the church and all this well well where was that was was that your heart's cry before this happened. 
If it's not, you can't play God because the no, the church belongs to God. It's not mm-hmm. the church is not our the church is not our idea, and that's why I was I asked that question. What what is your concept or your idea of what is the church? And and based on your answer, that's that's how you going are going to act. And that's what and that's what you, you heard Stephen Call talk about. Acting upon instead of just making that excuse of sitting at home on Sundays because she had to work, you know, so I need to get in and start doing things. She 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 went back because she went for the music. Mm-hmm. So once she got there, it it began to she started shifting to different responsibilities, and now she feel like she's she's walking in her calling based on just saying, okay, I'm not going to stand here and make an excuse for staying at home on Sunday. I'm gonna follow my my daughter and go listen to this singing, and from that it 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 started and it, and it progressed and it grew, and that's where you have to begin. This stuff doesn't happen. None of this happens overnight. All the knowledge and the the understanding and the, and the wisdom that I, I walk in, it didn't happen overnight. The wisdom comes from God. You know, what I'm giving you is what He's given me. I can only give you what He's given me. So is is we need to start oversimplifying what what the church is really about and what is the church's role in and what we call world affairs and you know should the church be involved in politics and you know should we be <laughs> you know you know should we show up when you know a, a killing happens and you know it's 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 so much you know has to happen and you know that dialogue needs to be open and. And and God expects us to be called out. We we've been called out, and we we've been called to separate ourselves from that world system. And man, that's and and I know most people don't want to hear that, but that's that's what He says. as He said, you know, you know, come out, you know, and and touch not the unclean thing. And I will be what a father unto you. So, so you can't be getting out there grappling and dibbling and dabbling in all the world affairs and dirtying yourself up with their ide- with their ideas and their techniques and their way of living, and then expect God to show up when something bad happens. <laughs> now did. He is gracious, but we still once oh, yeah. you get that relationship, a personal relationship, then you will no longer yeah. want to do those things because you don't want to displease Him. So, and you don't have to get ready and clean yourself up to come to him. That's what I like, you know. <laughs> but we can no, talk more about that as our show progresses. Because we really no, want no. Well, that people like that, to you get can, an understanding. You know, somebody thinks you're crazy if you wash your car and then took it to the car wash. And then took it to, I mean, yeah, or do your hair before you go to the hair salon. Yeah, that's amazing. No, if, if, if. If 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 you could save yourself, why do you need a savior? All right, and if you oh, know, and if you can operate on yourself, why do you need a surgeon? So That's you right. have to put those kind of things in uh, context, and you have to understand. And you understand by asking questions. There's, you know, in the old time, people could, didn't think they could ask God questions or um, really be honest with him like he didn't know anyway. So that's why you listen to shows like this. That's why you study your word so you'll know that he's gracious, he's sovereign. Now, he is holy, so we can't come to him like, you know, out of, you know, disrespectfully. Some people, you know, take it a little too far, I think, but you got to remember that he is still a very holy, holy God, oh, yeah. and he deserves that reverence. So, and he, but I and, love and, and these he, kind of conversations. 
Oh, yeah. It, I, I think a lot comes out and, you know, it's instead of dealing with, you know, a specific topic, I, I think a lot comes out in, in, in topics like this. And, you know, we, we may, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to do it till you say, it's, you know, stop and do something else. So, so you know, we're just going to keep you in suspense until next week. <laughs> because I, I you won't know, know until you tune in, that's for sure. You will not that's know where right. our topic is until you tune in. And always remember, even if it's something different from your your concern and your heart is different from what we're talking about, we still, even at that structure point, we don't mind you asking your questions because if it can help, then we, we feel an obligation to help you. Oh, so but we enjoy everybody every Tuesday for listening to the archives. We see you. We'd love to hear more about you. Um, you can Facebook us or you can email us. Michael's email address is Glory, G-L-O-R-Y-A-P-P at AOL.com. My email address is Loretta at LorettaMcNary.com. So feel free to email us at any time. You can always catch us on social media. And if something is said that you really, really like and agree with or makes you smile or laugh or think, then send us an email. Let us know. And definitely tell somebody to listen to Loretta McNary Live Presents Fuses with Michael Farmer. Michael, this has been great. I like it when we're, you know, we're not so focused on what we, you know, what our topic is, but we're focused on our end results, which is empowerment, knowledge, acknowledgement, reverence for God, and, um, you know, we, we want to increase you in some kind of way through our conversation. Yeah. So, Michael, any closing words? No, that is, I think I have said plenty for today. I, I give you enough to chew yeah. on for the rest of the week, so. <laughs> <laughs> so just just meditate on what's already been said and, you know, just allow the Holy Spirit to show you how to apply it to your individual situation and how to apply it to your life. All right. Until next time, always remember, think positive, dream big dreams, help someone along the way, and we will talk to you very soon. Bye-bye. All right. Be blessed.